Hi hi and welcome to Puzzle Home. Hi hi, welcome to Puzzle Home. So for today's episode, we're going to be talking about toxic people and what to expect. So I'll be sharing some of my experiences with toxic people in my life, how I deal with it or how I have dealt with it in the past or even just what I have learned from these people and learn how to deal with them because sometimes it's unavoidable. It may be in your family, it may be your study group, it may be in your work group. It, toxic people are everywhere and sometimes it's a one-time thing and that's great where you don't get to meet the person anymore but sometimes you have to deal with them maybe on a daily basis and that can suck so i'm just gonna share my experiences and hopefully try and help you deal with these kind of people and yeah so i can tell about my one experience uh, with this person and the thing is that it has gotten better. Uh, it's someone close to me. And uh, in the past, uh, they used to be very toxic in the sense I would feel like I wouldn't have that much privacy. I would feel like they're being very manipulative, controlling, and their words often hurt me a lot and they would pull me down a lot and they were also engaging in uh, toxic habits that was kind of making it worse and back uh, when I was younger definitely I didn't know how to deal with it so I often let a lot of these things get to my head and because of that it actually led me to have a lower self-esteem I really lacked a lot of confidence in myself, in my abilities even in my performance in school because honestly saying I've always been an average student I never really stood out very much sometimes yes I might do well in some areas and but it was I was all quite average because I wasn't really a studious person when I was a studious yeah student when I was younger and I would prefer to just come home and chill rather than really like engage in intensive studying because to me grades wasn't something that really impacted me as much but that was when um, that person actually started guilt tripping me for my grades and I remember when I was I think even since primary school when I would receive my results about a test or an exam and they would uh, mock me and they would belittle me and say oh wow how could you be so stupid do you not study at all or are you just stupid and it was terrible of course to have a person say these kind of things to you because not everyone does well in every test and even if you do badly in the tests you should receive some kind of encouragement or support but a lot of times uh, we might not get that kind of right support that we may need in that time. So as a child, I took to these comments very seriously and I really felt as though I was stupid and I really felt like 
every time I, I went to school and I did badly, I would, I would always really think about that. I would really think about, oh, you know, I, I'm bad at this and I would, I would take it to heart. Maybe not so much in primary school. Maybe it's because I was really with a very playful bunch of people, uh, of friends. And that's why like bad grades didn't really get to me. I think it was more in secondary school where I was trying to take my studies more seriously. That's where bad grades uh, kind of got to me. And it's also because here in Singapore, it's a very competitive environment. And bad grades tend to get to you more. I think people who uh, have strict parents or have been raised in a competitive education or work environment in their own countries know what I'm talking about. And it's actually quite a frequent occurrence. But yeah, this, this person really wasn't there for me in the times where I needed them most. Um, because either they they couldn't see that I was upset or they didn't care. Uh, they didn't really give me that much attention as much as I wanted. That kind of uh, attention meaning support or encouragement. And it's also because I think that person was also engaging in a lot of bad habits and they have a very pessimistic mindset and a very fixed mindset as I've learned over the years. And it, that's very hard to change. And although it has gotten better, um, it's I have I feel closer to this person now a little bit more, but it's still tough. But I would say that because they were also going through a lot back then, it, it they just carried it forward to me, their kind of feelings and thoughts, and they projected it onto me, and that's what really sucks. And I remember because of this toxic person in my life, I had to become more independent. I learned to encourage myself. I learned to support myself whenever I felt down. And usually that was to go to YouTube and watch YouTubers. That was my safe space. That was my place of consolation. I think if you listen to my podcast on childhood memories, it was something I brought, again, brought out. That was a point I made. And um, there's nothing wrong with being uh, more independent and self-sustainable. Well, as much as self-sustainable goes, meaning, you, of course, you still rely on your parents, for example, to support you and raise you and all of that. But in, emotionally, I felt like I wasn't getting enough from this person in my life. So I, had, I ended up being more independent in that sense. And... That was just something that made me understand and understand meaning that sometimes when you don't get that right support that you need from people who may be close to you and you end up having to be more independent, uh, just know that it's probably be not because they may not care for you. That may not always be the case. It may be because they might be going through a hard time and they don't want to talk to anyone about it. And they keep it all within themselves. And then they're just a walking thundercloud. And 
they tend to affect everyone else around them and that's what makes it very difficult because I remember multiple times trying to engage in a kind of meaningful conversation with this person in my life about what's going on, why are they in this kind of state and they would always shut the conversation down they never wanted to talk more about it they would say, oh you know what, never mind, don't think about it and it sucks because the way this person dealt with these kind of thoughts with these kind of emotions was to actually engage in harmful habits and that's really not the right way to go about doing it but it's been something they have been doing for many years now and it's not something I can control although I may advise against but doesn't mean that they will stop but yeah from this toxic person in my life uh, I learned actually to try and empathize or at least if you don't understand the person um, or if you don't even want to understand what they're going through because they put you through a lot of other stuff um, it's good to have some kind of distance and although I have had a certain kind of emotional and physical distance with this person in my life for ever since I was a child actually uh, I realized that if you feel like it's impossible to get closer to them, no matter how hard you try, even after you've kind of recovered from this state of uh, neglect or misunderstanding with this person, uh, then it might just be best to focus on yourself and on other people in your life who actually care for you and are there for you. And the way I deal with... Um, with someone the way I I may suggest you to deal with someone who is close to you but you can't you can't seem to get over this distance you can never seem to get closer to them or uh, get closer because of their toxic traits then just make the best out of the moments try to make the best out of the good days that you have with them try to get on their good side sometimes and if you can't seem to because you're fighting for your own sense of uh, right or freedom of say or to do what you want to do then distance is the safest thing try not to lash out at them try not to engage in any very physical or emotional fights with them because it's very exhausting to you and it's not worth it because people like this who have a very fixed and pessimistic mindset they don't change most of them don't change but they can get better but that mindset is still there so occasionally these kind of things will bounce back and they may continue with these toxic habits so distance Having a distance, there's nothing wrong with that, having a distance with that person. But make sure not to cut them off completely, unless only very necessary if it goes, if the situation becomes um, very, if they become worse or if it becomes too much to manage. Then in some cases, yes, people may cut others completely from their life. But if you still maybe live with this person or encounter this person day to day, 
distance and also try to stay emotionally and mentally calm try to find a sense of calm within and be confident find a sort of self-confidence find things that you can do and get better at them and build up your own self-esteem self-confidence so that it's easier to deal with this person because it's not that easy for them to bring you down because you already have a firm guard and you know who you are you know what you're doing that can definitely help and definitely also in times of need in times where you're feeling down don't try to distance yourself more from that person um you may maybe get out of the house for a while hang out with your friends or talk with your family if that toxic person is a friend and that's that <laughs> that's that's something i can say about a toxic person in your life who you're close to or at least that you interact with on a daily basis because it can be hard it can be very draining at times but it's if you can find common ground and if you can find a way to work with that distance between you and that person and still stay relatively in the good terms with them then that's the goal that's something you can strive to work towards if that is possible and now i'm gonna actually talk about an experience with a toxic person that i encountered when i was uh, working on a project maybe some of my listeners may know because they were in my project group um so we were doing a project that was for our module in university and uh, first off on the first day they came up to me and they started really chatting me up and they invited the whole group out to have a drink and I thought okay he's being very very friendly although I have been cautioned by my classmates to say that he's actually not who he is he's kind of narcissistic he kind of is maybe he's a two-faced kind of guy so i thought okay maybe maybe that's the case so that's why i was kind of on my tiptoes from then onwards with this person and i tend to be cautious with people maybe based on experience as well and uh, i remember trying to do the group project with them throughout before the presentation period and the they would say a lot, but they would do very little. I know that this can be quite relatable, where someone may say, oh yeah, yeah, I'll do that, or oh, yeah, definitely, l let's do this, and oh, I will finish it by this, by this day, by this time. And uh, they sound very convincing, very, very convincing, but you don't see results. You rarely see results, and whatever effort they put in is very minimal or it's there's no effort there and that's what I experienced with this person in my group and it really got to the point where sometimes when he would attend our group discussions he would start talking about something else entirely just five ten minutes into the conversation and I would have to constantly bring him back He's getting distracted very easily and I'm not even saying like it's an attention deficit it's just he didn't want to do the work he, he didn't bother 
although he kept bragging that oh I actually care a lot and I really want to do well but he wasn't showing that at all and there was a point where he started he tried to get close to me he kept trying to flirt with me he kept trying to get physically close to me although I told him many times that I was not interested and I would prefer for us to focus on this project and be done with it but he would cross my physical boundaries not caring that I didn't like it because he thought he was it was funny it got to a point where at one point he actually grabbed my leg and I had to move away because I was with them and another person in the group and I had to switch seats with the other groupmate because he was just being out of control and uh, I realized I, I grew frustrated very quickly I tried to keep my calm with them be patient but throughout um, once we started getting closer and closer to the project deadline I, I realized I couldn't be patient with him anymore I had to sit him down and say like, can you stop doing this if not it's not fair that we're putting in work but you're not you're putting in very very little work and I remember trying to talk to him about that but I'll get to that uh, there was this one meeting that actually provoked him and that caused this scene in our, in our group and uh, during this meeting he came down and I was already on edge because I was feeling very stressed from the day I was juggling projects I also had some other personal commitments I had to think about and there was a lot of things I was thinking about and I was trying to get things done and when he came I and he started talking about an idea and that idea just somehow really didn't fit into our group project that's where I practically lost it that's where I said what are you talking about like you're talking nonsense can you just sh shut it like I actually snapped at him because I was just so tired of him giving these kind of comments that he was not serious about and he was just joking around and I continued talking with my other group mates and when in the corner of my eye I could see that he was he started whistling and he started packing his bags and putting his laptop back in his bag and that's when I turned to him and said I said where are you going and that's where he was like oh you're not giving me enough respect I'm trying to put my effort in here but you just snapped at me so I'm leaving and he literally just left and me and my groupmates were kind of just in shock because firstly that was very immature of him to do so instead of actually confronting me and saying that hey maybe I was a bit rude if you could just listen to my idea a bit more he just stormed off and left and at that point I had no energy to try and bring him back because I knew that if I tried to bring him back there would be more drama and he might just not want to contribute so I focused with my team to get whatever we could done and then he started to when I came back home on that day he started to send me a lot of texts calling me a snake calling me someone who didn't respect him when mind you he hasn't been respecting me throughout this whole project he has been harassing me he's been trying to flirt with me when I wasn't being comfortable with it and he kept saying that he would do something even little tasks we would assign to him and he wouldn't do it he'd say he was busy but on his social media he was partying I think some of you may know what I'm talking about 
And that really threw me into a, a ball of fury. And I started saying, oh wow, how could you call me a snake after everything that you've been doing to me so far? And we've been putting our effort into this project, whereas you have really done minimally to nothing. Let me tell you, on the first day when we went out to drink, he sat at the table and he took out a laptop and I thought, okay, wow, you're, you're so eager to start this right away. He's like, yeah, yeah. He wrote the title, our names on the project paper, and he stopped. And then he started to talk with me about something entirely else. And he just got carried away at the end with drinking and talking about other things. And of course, I don't mind that. But the fact that you started it and then you just added a title and then you just completely started ignoring it what you did and uh, you kind of just lied to me in that sense that we were gonna do something and then we didn't okay for that first day I actually didn't really mind that at all although it did throw me off a little bit but that's when I realized that that was literally the only thing he ever contributed to that project paper <laughs> it was just the title and our names and he even he even dared to text me and say, you know, I actually started the whole project paper. I put the title. I was the one who actually initiated it. You initiated it and that was it. And that was it. And we continued the rest of the 99%. It's ridiculous. It really was. I just, from that point onwards, I knew this person just didn't know what he was talking about. They, he was trying to get some sort of small little evidence to back himself up when there was really nothing that could back him up for doing any kind of credible work in this project group. And just his attitude towards it and to me and to my group mates, he was being rude to them as well. Even though he was mad at me, he started blaming all of them, which is of course a wrong move and also proves that you're just weak. Yeah, and uh, he started also posting threats on our group presentation. And that's where I knew I had to call him out and I actually talked to my lecturer about it and told her the situation. I actually talked to her about him before and she said, okay, tell me how it goes. And if he still doesn't do any work, then I will not give him the grade. And that was that. Uh, on the presentation day, I told her about it and she says, okay, you can continue the presentation without him and I'm not going to give him the mark. And that was fair. And I'm really glad I had that lecturer because she's very friendly and very kind and understanding and we managed to get through the presentation and we got our grade. I don't know about him but I remember that eventually he left the school. If I'm not wrong he was actually suspended because I showed my lecturer the threatening texts and I showed him the threats that he had posted and uh, she told me to forward it to the student services in our school and that's what I did and that's I'm pretty sure that's what got him suspended and uh, yeah I remember my groupmates telling me that he would come for another two lecturers and then he just never came back he never came back to the class and I think he just left the course entirely and good riddance I'd have to say because I don't want my group mates or anyone in class for that matter to deal with him again because he was a very very toxic person extremely toxic very narcissistic very braggy and just 
he he tried to come across as being humble he was really convincing with that and he was saying all sorts of things about himself that were just not true so yeah actions speak louder than words this is a very clear situation where that's true and but after the incident when i ranted it all out to my friends i realized that with these kind of people the the faster it is to get rid of them the better rather than trying to stick through with them of course initially you may not know from first impression and maybe during the first few meets or the first few times you talk with them they may be off-putting and you may want to know a bit more about them before you actually cut them off and that's fine but when you do encounter these toxic people and they are inhibiting your work they're not helping out in any way or they're just trying to pull you down for absolutely nothing the faster you cut them off from your life the better and also don't let their comments get to you so that time when he called me a snake yeah i let it get to me but don't let it get to you because you have to realize that from your perspective how much work you have put in or what you have done and compared to what they may be saying about it it can actually be that they're on the losing side and they're just trying to scrape up whatever they can to make themselves feel bigger and at some point i actually felt sorry for him because i feel like he has been a victim of uh, strict parenting and he, where he actually also okay maybe not really strict parenting more of where where he was raised in a more privileged background and that made him feel more entitled about himself and he may also be going through some kind of personal issues i may not have known of and that's why he tried to come off as being better than everyone else and it's a big uh, sense of weakness when someone does this um but i'm glad to <laughs> not have him in my life anymore thankfully it was just for this one group project but yeah that was that was my experience with uh, two toxic people i have encountered in my life i've definitely encountered more about also friends who have backstabbed me or pretend that they cared and they didn't but i don't really know the details very clearly because it all happened back when i was in school and it was quite a long time ago and i've forgiven them i've forgiven myself for having been in this kind of situations or acting out in certain ways that may be immature because i was younger and uh, this is just something that i have learned and yeah you learn a lot from these toxic people and you learn a lot about yourself as well actually but how to handle these kind of people what kind of people you can trust the kind of intuition you get after meeting all of these people so yeah these are some of my stories with toxic people and what you can actually expect from them based on their behaviors and what you can potentially do to deal with them especially if they come and go on a daily basis in your life
so now you've reached the end of my podcast. Uh, it would be great if you could actually follow my Instagram page at Puzzle Home Podcast. That's where I post uh, weekly updates of my podcast, and there it's also a platform where you can actually recommend me some topics that I can talk about and possibly yeah talk about and help you. So yeah, follow my Instagram. <laughs>